Welcome to the Tiffany Micah podcast. What we do here is build the strength and courage in you to accomplish your big dreams and goals in your sport. No longer will you feel limited. You won't feel you're not good enough. You won't question whether you will make it and those doubts will disappear because you will have the competitive edge over your opponents and you'll leave them in your wake. And the bonus is others will notice. So listen up and take notes because I'll show you exactly how to do it. This is Tiff uh, from the Tiffany Micah podcast and welcome to today's episode. Do you find that at times, or you may experience this quite a lot, that you mentally drift off during your competitions and you may feel like you don't know why this is actually happening, like why you drift off during your competitions, but it actually happens and before you know it, you know, the game is over and you don't really know why that ended so fast. But really what, what is happening is, is the saying, and you may have heard of this before, the lights were on but nobody was at home. And what that saying really means is that you were there in body going through the motions, like the physical motions, but your head was somewhere else. And have you ever felt that way? Do you experience that? Because interestingly enough, I was actually being interviewed over the this past weekend in a on a program uh, called The Red Hot Truth by a woman called Petra Williams, and she was saying that when she was a kid, people would say to her, "Concentrate, Petra." And you may find that too. You may have people say in your family, "You know, concentrate." I know I did with my um, with my mum, especially and my dad. They just say, "Come on, Tiff, concentrate." And, and Petra said, you know, she said, that's all fine to say concentrate, but how do you do that? And I know during my competition days of tennis, especially especially not golf because by then I'd learned how to focus and concentrate, but during the tennis days I could feel myself in the game, you know, being involved, playing, being aware of what was actually going on. And then all of a sudden the games would fly by and all of a sudden the match was over and I thought, what just happened there? And I was, I was physically there hitting the balls back over the net, playing the points. But where was my mind? And my mum would get really frustrated with me, especially my mum, and she'd say, there she goes again, She's gone walkabout because she used to say that about me all the time. Oh, there she goes again. She's gone walkabout. And what mum meant about me going walkabout was that my mind had started to drift off. And mum would say that that was because this walkabout thing that would come up, she'd say she'd see me dominating in a game and playing really great tennis. And then all of a sudden, the great tennis had depleted into, you know, lucky if I could string three shots together in a point. So then she'd say, I've I've just got flashes of brilliance. Now, she was watching and she was incredibly frustrated because she could see what I was capable of. And I was even more frustrated than my mum was because I actually didn't know why I was mentally drifting off to another planet. 
At the time, I really didn't know what was going on. All I was was frustrated. And and it's interesting now as my mum gets frustrated with my 12-year-old niece, Evie, because mum says to her, she, she's, not, she's not concentrating, she's not focusing. But my comment to my mum is, well, she doesn't know how. And, and she doesn't know how. So I'm teaching her along the way and, and it's a process. And we don't know how to concentrate. And do you know why? It's because concentration is actually a learned skill. It's not something that automatically happens. It's not something that because you're playing lots of sport that it will automatically happen for you. It doesn't mean anything. We have to learn the skill of concentration. So I don't want you to feel bad that you don't know how to concentrate. Okay, it's so important that you don't feel bad because you don't know how to concentrate. So you may have family members, you may have your coach saying to you, oh, come on, you know, concentrate, focus. Where, what, what are you focusing on? What are you doing? It's just the fact that you haven't learnt the skill on how to do it. So that's what I want to share with you today and talk to you about today, what we'll be focusing on. We're going to be focusing on how to concentrate and stop your mind from drifting because when your mind's in drifting mode, what happens? We don't know because we're in a different, we're on a different uh, plane, aren't we? Different state of mind. Um, I like to say that we've gone to another planet. I would say that I'd had ventured off to planet Tiff. You know, if I started to uh, drift off. And so that's what happens. But we don't know why that happens, right? And it's because we haven't learnt how to do that. So the first step, there's six steps I think I've got here for you. So the first step is awareness, okay? So that's what we're going to be looking at first. Yes, it is six steps. We're going to be working on six steps on how to concentrate and stop your mind from drifting. So the first step, awareness. So we need to be aware of what is actually going on right now. And we need to identify when you are competing, what is going on, and when you lose concentration. So I want you to think of a game when you're competing, the one in which you felt like you didn't concentrate very well. It might be every game. You might be finding that. But I want you to think of a game that really stands out for you that you didn't concentrate very well or didn't have any form of concentration. And I want you to ask yourself these questions, okay? So question one out of the awareness area is what was my mindset like before competing? I want you to write answers there. I'm going to share with you what some things that you can do in a, in a moment. Number two, what words... Where I was I using to talk to myself before competing? So we want to be aware of that as well. Number three, what was the mindset like during competition? So what was going on during com- competition? What, what was your mindset like? And number four, what were, what were the words that you were using to talk to yourself before the competition? So let's look at question one. What was my mindset like before competing? So you could be thinking, well, okay, my mindset wasn't really good. I was really nervous. I wanted to win, but I knew it was going to be a tough match and I didn't want to lose. So you're thinking about the match, but you're thinking about you being nervous. You're thinking about how you wanted to win. You're thinking about it was going to be tough, but you're also thinking about how you didn't want to lose. 
Number two, what were the words that you were using to talk to yourself before competing? So words that could be like, uh, this is going to be tough. She's a tough comp- uh, um, competitor. Uh, others were saying, good luck, you're going to need it. I'm not sure if I can do this. I hope I play okay. All right, all we're doing is we're, we're answering the questions. Number three, what was my mindset like during competition? Okay, so mindset during competition. Mm, you were maybe felt like you were reacting versus aggressive. You may have felt tentative. You may have struggled to feel anything when you were competing. You may not have had any awareness. You may have felt numb. I know at some matches I felt numb. I just didn't, couldn't feel my body at all. And on my mind, I didn't know where I was, what planet I was on or anything. I was just there in body. And number four, what words was I using to talk to myself before the competition? So words could be, come on, you can do this better than this. What's going on with you? Ah, you can't do this. Stop thinking about what you're going to do when this is over. Uh, I might get to go for a swim after. I'm going to go over to a friend's place for a sleepover tonight. Oh, that'll be fun right? That could be going on as well. You could be thinking about, okay, when this is over, I'm going to go and do this, this, and this. A lot of people do that. So what we want to do is actually identify and be aware because a big thing, like with anything that we do, we need to make sure that we're aware first of actually what's going on. So those are those some questions that you can ask yourself, okay? Awareness. Number two, feedback. So what is the feedback? Let's have a look at the facts of the feedback of what we've discovered. So in all those answers that I just uh, blurted out to you, let's have a look at the feedback of what's going on. And this is what I want you, you to do. So once you've answered those questions, pull out the feedback. What's actually going on here? So what what I um, shared with you in, in certain situations that were going on, you're nervous before competition, you're thinking about how you'd like to win, you don't want to lose, you're saying to yourself, this is going to be tough and you have others around you saying the same thing. You feel like you're reacting to your opponent um, the way they're playing. You feel like you're out of control. You feel tentative, so you start worrying that you're going to make mistakes and lose. And you're not speaking well to yourself, like you're telling yourself you can't do it, plus you're thinking about what you're going to do after the match. That's the feedback right? We're just looking at the facts of what's actually going on. So the first step is is awareness. Second step is looking at the feedback, okay, of actually what's going on. So this is what I see when we look at the feedback, okay? I'm going to break it down for you. So what I see is there's no set outcome for the game. There's no warm-up routine or preparation. There's no game plan. There's no routine to prepare prepare you for the start of the game. There's no routine to prepare your mind for focus. There's no working on that one shot at a time approach. And uh, there's no way to bring your mind back to the game if you've lost it. So there's no routine or plan for that either. So if you have all of these things missing, like you haven't set an outcome for the game, you haven't got a warm-up routine in place, there's no preparation, there's no game plan, uh, there's no way that you prepare for the start of the game, you don't have anything to help you uh, switch your mind into focus, you're not working on the one shot at a time and you don't know how to bring yourself back, of course you're going to mentally drift off because you don't have any systems in place, you don't 
all these things are missing. So if you're missing these things, how can you concentrate? You can't because you don't know what to do. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to craft a a six-step system to help you concentrate better, okay, in your games. So this is what we're going to do. Number one, we're going to set the outcome for the game. So I want you to be thinking about what you want to achieve. And I know you're going to say, Tiff, I want to win. Of course you do. We all like to win. We all love to win, especially if you're incredibly competitive. I love to win. I don't like to come second. I did a course earlier this year um, for a business course and, and a mindset course and so on. We had to hand our work in and uh, they started doing um, uh, rankings for it and I was like coming second. I was like, no way, I don't come second. So I made sure I came first. So the competitive side, of course, I get that. But if you focus just on winning as the outcome, what it does, it creates a lot of stress because you're actually focused on what you have to do to win versus some other things that you actually need to be focusing on. So we need to um, not focus on the outcome because we already know what it is. We want to win, but we've got to change that focus of what we actually need to do to create that win, if that makes sense. So instead of saying, Okay, well, the outcome for the game is that I want to win. No, we're going to change it. Okay, we're going to change what the actual outcome is going to be. And I want you to think about it this way. Think about, um, here's some, some examples for you. Do you have a series of patterns of play that you should be implementing? So what I mean by a series of patterns of play, so if you're playing, let's say you play tennis, and there's you know specific patterns that you can uh, create where you're going to place the ball and so on. If you play golf, there might be specific areas in which you want to hit the ball to. If you play soccer, there may be specific um, patterns that you want to create in order to create an opportunity to pass the ball to uh, one of your teammates, or you know even go and score a goal or something like that. I want you to be thinking about a series of patterns of play because what I find is that you're just going out there and doing it, but let's be more strategic about it, okay? So I want you to think about that. Another one that you could be thinking about is are you focused on the feeling of the rhythm of your skills? So we want to make sure that we're really comfortable with where the skills are at and also that we can set them into a rhythm where we know that they're going to perform at their best. Another one you could be thinking about is uh, do you want to feel strong and agile throughout the game? Uh, another one that you could be thinking about is do you want to be able to maintain your focus throughout the game? So what we want to do here is rather than going uh, answering for the first one, setting your outcome for the game, you want to win. We know that that's a given, but the thing is is we want to be more process orientated because when you just focus on winning, you're actually not focusing on doing what you need to do to make it happen and that's that one step at a time so we want to make sure that it's process orientated so what is what is an outcome that you could set for you for your game there was ones that I used to set for golf and I I still do when I go and play even now and I want to feel really good rhythm I want to make sure that my rhythm is on song so because I know if I've got good rhythm when I swing at the ball I just hit the ball straight all the time. 
It's perfect. Beautiful shots all the time. And that's what I want because I know if I focus on perfect rhythm into my perfect rhythm, I know that I'm going to perform better. If I perform better and I have my routines in place, which we'll talk about shortly, but if I have my routines in place, I've got good swing rhythm, everything else, everything else just falls into place. And I just focus on that one shot at a time. Okay. So let's, number one, we set the outcome for the game. Number two, how do you create that outcome, which is what I was just talking about. So for example, let's look at that first one that I shared about the series of patterns of play that you should be implementing. So the thing that you want to be thinking about here is get to know your opponent, get to know their strengths and weaknesses. And I shared, I talked about that in an episode um, just recently, it was uh, an Ask Tiff episode where can't remember the lady's name but she she wrote in and she said about how she struggled and didn't want to lose to her opponent that she'd played a few times and I was talking about strategies on how you can um, identify your opponent's strengths and weaknesses and create patterns of play around that so I'll go back and listen to that it's um, how, how to do that but also what I want you to be focusing on here is, is identifying both your opponent's strengths and weaknesses and then what kinds of pattern of play can you do to expose their weakness? What is it that that they're not good at? And I'll give you an example. When I was about 15, I played probably one at that time, one of the best tennis matches that I'd ever played. I played against my tennis coach's daughter. He had six kids. She was the second eldest. Yes, she was the second eldest. And she was about four years older than me. Sorry, three years older than me. And we had to play a final and I had to play her in the under 19. So she would have been 18 and I was 15 because I played the 15s as well. And I had to play her in the, in the final. And what I did was I created a strategy on how to play her because she had big shots from the baseline, forehand, backhand, had very big forehand and was very consistent from the back of the court. But she hated coming to the net. So what I decided to do, because it was like, oh, well, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to do the best I can, and I'm going to play with this strategy. So all I did for the whole match was I drop-shotted her. So I brought her into the net, and then I lobbed over her head. Kept drop-shotting her, bringing her back into the net, lobbed over her head. She hated that because that was completely out of her comfort zone. And the exciting thing was because of that strategy and I exposed her weakness, guess what happened? You bet, I won the match. That was probably, at that time, that was the best match that I had ever played because it was very strategy-orientated. And so that's what I want you to be thinking about. How can you expose your opponent's weakness so that you're going to win, right? We want to put ourselves in a position where we where we can win, but we've got to create strategies in how to do that, okay? So that's how you have your outcome. How do you create that outcome? Create some strategies. Number three, craft your game plan. So now that you have some patterns of play in place, how are you going to put those patterns of play into your game? Because I'm looking at what you probably need to do is you probably need about three different styles of play, different styles of patterns of play that you can implement so that you can mix it up and you and you know exactly what, what you've got to do for each pattern. Give it a name. 
because it'll be easier for you to remember on how to execute it. But also don't leave it till match day and then you just try and execute it as you go. Go and work on this, okay? It's all about the preparation. And I want you to use these and create patterns of play because I want you to be confident in the way you play because if it doesn't work, that's all right. That's just identifying that that pattern doesn't work, try the next one. That pattern doesn't work, try the next one. It's going to be trial and error. That's how that's how that's what life is. Life is trial and error. Okay? So on the court, on the golf course, in the swimming pool, on the field, on the track, it's all trial and error. But we want what we're wanting to do be through that trial and error, we want to establish what works best for us and how we can devise that game plan. Okay? Number four, warm-up routine. So what type of routine do you have prior to competing? Do you have some form of breathing or meditation? I, I call it meditation. A lot of people call it meditation, but really it's breathing. It's a form of breathing to help you focus, create rhythm, right? Center your mind so that you can focus on one thing at a time. What else do you do? Do you do stretching? Do you do movement drills? Do you do skills warm-up? What kind of preparation for competition? Um, what kind of preparation for the competition skills that you need to switch your mind into gear, right? So we're warming up. We're thinking about what we've got to do to prepare ourselves to play. Can you see how all of this is, is um, we're not focused on, gee, I hope I win. We have plans in place, right? We're strategizing. We're going to war. We're going to battle, so we're strategizing in ways in which we can perform better. Number five, your start routine. And this is really how do you start your game? What what are the words that you use that you say to yourself? Gee, I hope I win. Gee, I hope I play well. No. No, don't say those. What I want you to focus more on is saying, okay, it's going to take me one shot at a time. But everything happens one step at a time. It doesn't. You, we can't leap forward and miss ten steps. We actually have to do it one step at a time. We do one step, then we do the next step. That's how we approach sport: one shot at a time. And I want you to say, it doesn't matter how long it's going to take. I'm going to enjoy every shot. I'm going to enjoy every shot. I remember playing matches. I couldn't wait to get off the court. I wanted to play, but I still couldn't wait to get off. When will this be over? Right? That's another reason why I lost because I was thinking about what I was going to do next versus staying in the moment. There's so many people that I teach golf to; they can't they they they, they can't wait to get rid of the ball. Why get rid of the ball? Let's enjoy the shot. Let's enjoy the feel of the shot. Let's enjoy the rhythm. Let's be there, okay? So one shot at a time. Doesn't matter how long it takes, I'm all in, okay? And I'm going to enjoy every shot. What type of actions do you do? So how do you walk to begin your, your starting off? Or do you run? Or what is it? What, do you, what is it that you do when you, ha- when you have to get there to start your routine, as in your start routine of how you actually start your game, okay? When you actually start competing. And number six, your focus routine throughout the game. So words that you can use to maintain you staying in the moment. So there's things that you can do such as breathing, um, actions you can take each time to reset yourself. So sometimes you may find that you may drift off and you may struggle. 
Um, so if you go back into breathing and creating a nice, easy rhythm with your breathing, might be nice, deep, slow breaths, might be short breaths, uh, whatever it is that's going to work for you, establish that to get you focused back in and start counting your breaths, right? Get you to reset yourself. That's something really simple to do. Okay. But we need to have a focus routine in place because what happens when you drift off? What happens when you lose concentration? You have to learn how to come back. And that's what I see a lot of is that people expect that when they start a game in in their competition, they expect that it all should just fall into place. And you actually have to, a lot of the time, you've got to ease yourself into it and create some rhythm for it and then identify where you sit well with it. And then what you then focus on is making sure that your your focus routine's in place so that you can maintain that. Now, when you start to lose that and you start to drip, you know, drift off, oh, hang on, hang on, where have I gone? Oh, look, I'm thinking about, you know, tomorrow or I'm thinking about last week or you're thinking about everything else but where you are. So then you go, oh, okay, let's, let's go into a breathing routine. What's a breathing routine I could do? I could just slow breaths or I could go one two three four hold two three four breathe two three four hold two three four something simple like that counting gets your focus back in you're breathing at the same time so the thing that I want to make you aware of so these six points I've shared with you these six steps really isn't it to concentrate better in your games. Yes, you're going to drift off. Yes, you're going to have random thoughts that's going to be popping in your head because that happens. doesn't matter what level you play, that happens. But what it's what I want you to understand, that it's the ability of how you come back from that. It's, that's where the magic is. If you can feel yourself drift off, most people don't know how to do that because they haven't learnt to do that. So there's so many people that I've worked with over the years that just they struggle to bring themselves back because they haven't got any of these strategies in place. So they write themselves off. I've seen a guy tee off on the first hole and walk off and he hasn't even finished the first hole because he said he just hasn't got it. It's the first hole. He's played four shots. Of course he hasn't got it. He's got to ease himself into it, right? We've got to create rhythm. So what I want you to understand, it's going to be constant work. It's going to be constant reminding. It's going to be constant progress, but it's the effort and the attention that you give it each time. The more attention and effort that you put in, the more you're going to get out of it. And I want you to think of it like a bank account, okay? So you've got your money and you deposit the money into the bank. What happens when you keep depositing money into the bank? The money keeps growing, doesn't it? So when the money keeps growing, what happens when you've got something that you really want to buy? It's there, isn't it? Because you've put all these deposits in. So then you can withdraw on it and you can use it. So you want to look at this: these six steps of what we're working on here is that it's like a bank account. You're putting your into your focus bank account right? Your focus account, you keep putting deposits in because when you start working on that over time, you're going to be able to draw on it and, and get the results that you're after. And I want you to, I want, I want to leave you with this though. I want you to be thinking that 
isn't this better to have these routines here in place, like a system of action steps for you to take, rather than what we what we've discovered at looking at the feedback of what's going on? So you could see that what were the feedback facts that we were looking at? There was things like you're nervous before competition, you're thinking about how you'd like to win, you don't want to lose, you're saying to yourself this is going to be tough, others are saying the same thing around you, you're feeling like you're reacting to your opponents, how they're playing, you're feeling out of control, you feel tentative, you're worrying about making mistakes and losing, you're speaking really poorly to yourself, you're telling yourself you can't do it and you're thinking about what you're going to do later on when the match is over. Is that a good way to think or do you think that having some routines in place and having a six-step system to concentrate, don't you think that would be better? Isn't that more productive? Isn't that going to give you a, a much better opportunity to create what you want, like a win? You're going to get much closer to it doing that way. So there's six steps again. Number one, set the outcome for the game. Number two, how do you create that outcome? Number three, craft your game plan. Number four, warm-up routine. Number five, your start routine. And number six, your focus routine throughout the game. So I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. I'd love it if you could share with me what you like best about what you heard here in this episode. And uh, I want you to dream big, believe in you, go after your dreams and let's start concentrating. Have an absolutely awesome day. Talk soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you haven't yet downloaded the number one deadly mistake athletes make, make sure you go to tiffany-mika.com and download the number one deadly mistake athletes make because I don't want you to make that mistake. If you can also share with me what you like best about what you heard, where you hear this episode in the comments section. If you can also share with your friends that you know that would benefit from these episodes and please leave a five-star review where you hear these episodes because I would really appreciate it. Dream big, believe in you and go after your dreams. Have an awesome day.